Lord, we need your anointing today. We have your truth, God, but we need the anointing to rest upon us to speak this truth, God. Speak it with authority. We need that, God. And we need to be able, Lord, to comprehend and to receive in the name of Jesus. Touch my lips. Touch my spirit. Amen. And bless this church, God, with your beautiful, wonderful, powerful word. And everybody said in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. God bless you. I read in the November issue of the Pentecostal Herald, I couldn't quite get away from that, a message entitled A Universal uh, Perspective on Thanksgiving. And this was by a lady called Karen or Carrie Wilson. And um, she began by asking several people what they are thankful for. I know this may seem a little shallow to some people, but it is Thanksgiving week, and I think we need to go back sometimes to the basics to be able to understand some of these profound truths of God's word. Amen. A a little kid named Kendra, age five, I'm just gonna read them. She said, I'm thankful for my body. Jesus dying on the cross, no bats, Of course, that came from the fact that she and her mom had fought bats out of the house in the middle of the night, and so that was right in front of her, it seemed. And she also said she's thankful for water and her house. Elena, age 14, I am thankful for a wonderful mom, my cat and dog, knowing God's truth, amazing grandparents, and I'm thankful for my bed. Eric, age 23, I am thankful first and foremost for God, my Savior, a family that loves me, a steady job, good friends, and a roof over my head. Chuck, age 56, he said, I'm thankful for parents and siblings, close friends, wife and children, honesty and unity in relationships. And we can underline this one. He says, the gift of trouble. Valerie, age 35, I am thankful for family, health, job, home, and family. And then last, there's a lady named Janice. She's 75 years old. She said, I'm thankful for heritage, family, placement, just placed in a home, her and her husband. She said, friends, relationship with God. I couldn't resist looking again at Chuck, the 56-year-old scientist slash businessman. He said, He listed his parents, as as we read, siblings, wife, a few other things, and children. And then he said he was most thankful for his bipolar, manic, depressive order. This probably is why I chose this story to begin with, Brother Green, because it was good stuff, it was normal stuff, it's what Christians do. They begin to make a list of what all they are thankful for. But this man, he added trouble the sickness, the disease that he had. He explained that because of this devastation of this illness, he said he was awakened to God in his life. I hope that somehow this type of thing can wake something up inside of us if you're in trouble, if you're in some kind of a situation, if you have problems in your life, instead of complaining and instead of saying, where is God? If God is so good, then why do we, listen folks, listen, there, there's a reason for the problems. Do you know that I preach and teach here on a regular basis that, that God will do almost 
everything or almost anything. And my point and my reasoning behind that is simply this. God will heal the sick. We've witnessed it and we've watched miracles take place. Some of you have personal miracles that the doctors have said, wow, what happened here? We don't, so, so we know that there are miracles. This is what God will do though. This is his plan. This is how he works. He will leave, he'll do all kind of stuff for us, but he'll leave one thing that we can't seemingly get through and get past and get over. And we'll begin to wonder where God is. You've answered my prayer before. We've watched you and seen you do miracles in the lives of other folks. And all of these things, we're believers. Now, why is it? Let me tell you why. Here's the why. Because that one thing that you can't have any authority and power to do anything with, it is the one thing that will bring you to the house of God. Amen. And seeking a higher authority. And I need help, God. I've tried everything and I can't get anywhere. We need something. We need some incentive to get us to the house of God. You know, Paul said, forsake not the assembling of yourself. You know, just don't just lay out a church. Don't miss the house of God. Amen. But we do unless we have a need. Look at the woman with the issue of blood. Guess what? She, read, read the story, had spent everything she had on physicians and was none the better. She, she was at the end of her, listen, I preached about it uh, just recently. Listen, she didn't want a relationship with Jesus Christ. She didn't want God to change her life. She wasn't trying to be a member of the first church. She had a need, and that's the people that God is after, and that's the folks that we're gonna witness to and preach to. If you've got it all together, amen, you don't need anything, just turn your hearing aid off today because I'm not talking to you. I am preaching to people who have situations in their life. They cannot handle it. They don't know what to do. I'm telling you about a God that's a healer, deliverer, savior, best friend, soon coming king. And so we have these things. I always used to talk about people look good in your nice suit and your good hairdo and everything's pretty and nice. Guess what? You ain't fooling me. You got problems in your life. And you need God. Hallelujah. And he knows all about that. Amen. But this man, amen, this man that we in our text here, bipolar, manic depressive disorder. Got trouble. You know, the doctors, they just give you another pill. They just sedate you. I'm I'm not against medication, but boy, I tell you, painkillers are some of the worst. And doctors just hand them out, it seems like. Hey, somebody like me that's not on them, hey, watch out. Oh, you're gonna go. Maybe that's a good thing. But I know drug addicts out there. People, you know, they just seem like they can just get them. And not healed, but God will do more than just take away the pain. God will go to the source of that pain. He will heal you and deliver. You come too late to tell me God doesn't heal. Hallelujah. God is a healer. He went on to say, though an atheist for much of his life, he had been brought back to a relationship with God because of his blessed, cursed 
disease. Can you imagine somebody calling a disease blessed, but yet at the same time it was cursed? It was a horrible good thing, amen. Did not the scripture tell us to give thanks in all things? Just read that. Amen. Everything that happens to you. I don't know why this is happening, but you are the authority. You have all the answers. You know why I'm going through it. What was it David said, Lord, feed me with meat that's convenient for me. But just prior to that, David, he connected in with God and he said, Lord, hey, don't let me go hungry. Don't, let, you know, don't take away everything because I might go out and steal. And that's, a, that's one of the, against one of the commandments. Uh, you know, and he, but, but he went on to say, you know, just, just feed me with what you think I ought to have because you know better than I do. That's where God wants us to get. Hallelujah. Amen. I am very much aware that a directive like this, amen, is not easy. But it is scriptural, amen. I mean, it's one of those, it's one of those turn the other cheek, go the second mile sermons that none of us shout about because we get no pleasure or delight out of this kind of scriptures. We like the ones that we're gonna get rich tomorrow if we pay our tithes today. We like the ones that God's gonna heal you and deliver you and take everything away from you and, and it will cost me nothing. No, no, let me just tell you now, it'll cost you everything. It'll cost you devotion, amen, and hanging in there and not quitting, amen. And it, it, there'll be a, not just a, it's not a, it's not a one-time deal. It's a, it's a continuation of healing and blessing. And I'm glad I'm on this road. I wouldn't turn around. It's a straight and narrow road. It's bumpy. Hallelujah. Somebody said there's no traffic jams on the road to eternal life. Amen. But there's a broad road that leads to destruction. And it's, it's, pretty, it's pretty tough on that road too. Amen. In fact, the Bible said the way of a transgressor is hard. Amen. Listen, listen, I, I don't want to to be thankful for my hardships and trouble. I don't, amen. I, I wanna get on this super highway. I wanna put it in overdrive, amen. I wanna go straight to the promised land. But you know what God did as a type? He led God's people out of Egyptian bondage. That's a type of this world. That's a type of alcohol and drugs and traditions and you know, all of the stuff that we have here on this. That's what that's a type of. It's foreshadowed, amen, the day of Pentecost and the outpouring of the Holy Ghost and, and, and the grace dispensation. That's what it did. But they led them, guess where? They led them across the Red Sea. Water. You come out of the world, guess what you do? It's called repentance. The, the, God led them right to the Red Sea. What are we gonna do? We're gonna go across that place and, 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 and that's where God's gonna deliver us. And, and they got on the other side of the Red Sea, which is a type of water baptism. And guess what they did? They act like a bunch of Pentecostals. They played the tambourine and they danced and they shouted because God had given, it, you can see the plan of salvation in the Old Testament. But hey, we don't, but, but when they finally come down after their, over their spiritual high from being delivered, guess what? They looked around and they were in a wilderness. The promised land was a ways off, but there, you know, there was no 
planes taken off from the airport and they were, there was no super highway. It was just a rocky, rugged wilderness, just like this world. Hey, listen, we've got rough days ahead of us if God tarries. Just get ready for it. But the Bible said, if, if God be for us, who can be against us? Amen. He is the miracle worker. He's the ever-present help in time of trouble. Hallelujah. But I, I just want an easy way, you know, and that's what sells today. Oh, no problem. You know, that's what scares me about these, oh, no payments until, you know, whenever on in next year, you know. I mean, hey, wait a minute. We got to make the payment sooner or later. Hey, let's get on with this thing right now because that means on the other end, amen, we're going to cut some time off. Amen. But, 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 be careful for people just telling you like, uh, you know, what, what was the, the track I had here? Yeah, grace plus nothing equals salvation. Y'all know I bring that up every once in a while. It just bothers the daylights out of me. I can't, fi- I can't find that in the Bible. Hallelujah. Somebody said it's free, but it's not cheap. <laughs> Don't listen to these cheap sermons. Somebody wants your money. And by the way, I don't need a new house and I don't need a bigger car. That's not what I'm, I'm out to reach somebody. Amen. And I can't do, I'm just doing so much here. I'm trusting God to reach down and touch you right into under the gizzard somewhere here. And you can't get away from him. I don't want anybody to have preacher religion here. I'm just as much man as anybody. And by the way, I'm gonna emphasize the man part. just in case. <laughs> my wife was gonna put Ben Gay on my sore muscles here years ago. I said, oh, no. Anything with a name like that, oh, I don't put none of that on me. I'll just, just in case. <laughs> Hallelujah. Remember what Joseph said to his brothers who wanted him killed to start with, but one of the brothers said, no, let's don't kill him. He was the dreamer. But he was probably pretty arrogant. Listen, don't be telling your dreams to some folks. I can talk about my dreams here, but I gotta be very careful who I talk. Those folks, they don't want you to have a dream. They don't want you to surpass them. It makes you look more spiritual than they are, and so they don't want that. They don't wanna hear good news. They'll weep with you, but they won't rejoice with you. Because folks are in a, people are jealous and they, they don't want anybody to get ahead of them. And I, know, I know a lady that I talk to once in a while and I can start talking about somebody that, that I, I'm not even thinking about her. I start talking about somebody that's doing really well and she takes it personal. Oh, so, so just because I didn't get my college degree, you know, I, I, I'm not even thinking about you right now. <laughs> it's funny what we're dealing with out here. Hallelujah, I'm off track already, y'all. Amen, amen. But Joseph ended up being sold, amen. He, his, he listen, who, look who did it. It wasn't the enemy, it was his brethren. You gotta be careful about people that you get close to you. But, but Joseph became a slave, you know the story, in a far country, then was false accused and sent to prison. When he ran from Potiphar's wife, you know, she had his coat. He, he, she grabbed a hold of him, trying to seduce him. But he had some personal convictions down in here. He had, he had connections with God. And he couldn't do a thing like that. 
And so she, she, she held on to him. And that was her evidence that he was there. Amen. And that's what got him in trouble. Brother Tenney used to say, he lost his coat, but he didn't lose his shirt. <laughs> Listen, you may be in trouble, but you hold on to his shirt, all right? Hallelujah. Hang on to something. Joseph held on to more than that. Amen. I, I want us to notice something. Amen. That, that Joseph did. You know, these, these people that, that came, uh, that had sold him out, the time came where his dream was fulfilled and there they were all bowed down before him. And you know what he did? That was his opportunity. Look at he, I, I, God, we got them now. Let's throw them all in prison at the least. But you know what he did? He said, you know what? You meant it for evil. We, we, need, to get a, we need to grasp this, folks. We, we as Christians ought to get a good grip, we're gonna hold on this with a good understanding. Everybody that comes by you that looks at you funny, they, they're not out to get you. They're not trying to hurt you. Amen, a little trust comes in right here. I know I just talked about brother and me and I understand that. That's where the leading of the Spirit's gonna help us. That's where the direction of the Holy Ghost, that's why we harp on that so much. Without the Holy Ghost, listen, we're just a plaything in the hands of the enemy. He can do us, amen, with us whatever he wants to, but with the spirit of the Lord, amen, upon us, amen. There's gifts of that spirit, and some of it, one of it is the gift of knowledge, the gift of understanding. Listen, I, I, listen, I don't have enough time to talk to you about the benefits of receiving the baptism of the spirit. And listen, I'm not trying to cross swords with every religion that walks by. Again, thank God for anything that anybody does for Jesus. But listen, the, the Christian world even has made this Holy Ghost and this baptism an option. Oh, it's a nice, oh, that's nice. You spoke in tongues. No, no, no. No, friend, that's the evidence of the baptism of the Spirit. And everybody needs it. Hallelujah. I, I, I wouldn't leave this place today if I could get one person to hang with me and pray me through to the baptism of the Spirit. Listen, it goes back, and I'm scatterbraining again today, but I just like to feel like this is the Holy Ghost. Amen. Listen, it's like that, that, that desire that you have. You know, I've, I've, got, I've got a couple grandkids living at, at my house, and, uh, you know, I can see them. And my wife buys groceries. She spends money on groceries. I mean, we, we were all by ourselves, and the house was clean and everything, and all that changed. All of that changed. And we buy stuff that we don't eat <laughs> because they eat it. But I can watch Jack go to the refrigerator and open the door. Listen, there's food in that refrigerator. There's food in the cupboard. Thank God for that. I am thankful for that. Amen. And, and, and there he stands. And you know, the wheels start turning, Brother Green, Brother Thompson, right off. I'm thinking, he ain't hungry. He's in a habit of eating a lot. <laughs> Feed that boy. Feed him. But he just looks up in there. There's my face again, Brother Green. Listen, if he was hungry, he'd be, he'd be digging into something in there. That's the way people do with spiritual things. Oh, church was kind of good. Preacher, he did all right, you know. You know, but I know preachers that preach a lot better than he does, you know. And then we, that's, we, that's what we leave with. We leave. But, but there's something supernatural. 
that can get through the crowd. You know, I believe that, I believe, Brother Johnson, that that man that was by that pool that couldn't get in the water used an excuse. He was there, what, 38 years? He was a cripple and the water was troubled. Amen, just at a certain sea, he couldn't get in. Well, Jesus walked down through there one day and you know what I believe Jesus did? I have my own feelings about it. I don't have any scripture for this, but he did, he did heal the man that day. But you know what? We come to church and the water's troubled and it's always somebody else getting blessed. It's always somebody else getting that financial blessing. Yeah, did you hear about so-and-so? They got a raise on their job. So-and-so got blessed and got, you know, but I just can't seem to get, you know what? You know what Jesus did that day? I feel like he did this. The Bible tells us there's a lot of crippled folks. A lot of people that were all placed out there in hopes that maybe when the angel came down to trouble the water, that somehow there was a, a possibility that they could get in that troubled water. But here's what Jesus did. Excuse me, sir. Excuse me, ma'am. And he probably brushed people, touched people, spoke to people, but he was going to one individual. See, I, don't, I, can't, I can't predict, and I'm not gonna predict what's gonna happen to you and in your life, but I can tell you, amen, the Bible said there's no respecter of persons. I know that he loves the sinner just as much as he loves me. Just because I try to live holy and, and live right and I don't cuss anymore. They just told me I couldn't do that when I got the Holy Ghost, Brother, Brother Rook, so I, I just quit. Told me I couldn't tell any lies because all liars have their part. In the, as I just quit that. What makes us think that we go to church and then we just try to make our, just decide what we, no. Listen, we know about this thing. <laughs> hey, so many, you better not, you shouldn't drink because that's gonna mess your witness up. There's a lot of good folks out there in all kinds of religions and denominations. They believe that, you know, that alcohol is bad, whether it is or not. They think it is and guess what? So your witness just shrunk way, way down when they see you drink a beer or take a shot of whiskey or whatever it is. I'm out on a limb now. <laughs> what do I do now? <laughs> this is a thanksgiving yes. service. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want to be thankful. Yes. Hallelujah. But, but, but you're t if you keep showing up, be not weary in well-doing. For in due season, there is a time and a season your time will come. Don't be discouraged because you show up two times and then you're like, oh, well, God, he, he just didn't know. He didn't. Yes, he did. He sees you. Amen. He knows your trouble. He can remedy that, fix that, heal that. Amen. Hallelujah. I want us to notice something about this small group of people that we started out here with. These folks were thankful. All right, amen. All of the people from the youngest to the 75 year old all had met with struggles. It wasn't like everything's well, everything's good, I'm thankful they had no trouble. No, no, every one of them. It was only seven, but, but the, you could go as far as you wanted to, amen. But they all had problems and had situations, but they were thankful, hallelujah. But even though struggles existed in their lives, they were all thankful. 
Amen. However, being thankful has a little, and we need, you need to hear me on this point right here. Being thankful has very little to do with material things. It also has very little to do with relationships and it, even health issues. In other words, what I'm saying is you can be broke as Job's turkey. <laughs> and still be thankful. And still be happy. Still be able to rejoice. Listen, here's why. Thankfulness is a mindset. Hallelujah. I'm gonna try to close here pretty quick. Now, I know some of y'all immediately thought that means nothing. I'm, I said, I'm gonna try. <laughs> Hallelujah. That's when the preacher starts lying when he starts saying that. Statistics show that people have happiness even in dire circumstances. And people who are thankful tend to have more joy and happiness. People are not happy. You think you can change your atmosphere and change the, you know, I understand. If you're hanging out with a bunch of heathens, you do need to change company. But, but that's not the case every time. People are just, un, are just unhappy. Listen, this is a hard issue. It's not what's going on around you are not going on in some cases. That, that, that's the trouble. That's the problem. You get God in your heart. You get joy and peace and happiness and thanksgiving in there. It doesn't really matter what's going on around you because it's an inside job. Hallelujah. The Bible suggests very strongly that thankfulness generates a sense of completeness or wholeness. Luke, the 12th chapter, amen, verses 11 through 19 tells us of Jesus healing 10 lepers. Gotta get this in here. After being healed, the Bible tells us that they walked away to do what Jesus had told them to do. Go show yourself to the priest. You know the story. But only one of those lepers Return to give thanks. Just one of them. That's, that's kind of average. That might be average. In fact, that may be even average in the church instead of the world. Not only was this man healed of the disease of leprosy, he was also free from its effects. It, it, it goes, what God does goes deeper than just what's showing on the outside. When this leper returned to give thanks, perhaps God restored to him what he, you know, he had lost because sickness and trouble, it can take things away from you. Maybe, I don't get it, it doesn't say, but maybe all evidence of leprosy was gone after this. You, you, know that, you know that leprosy would eat away your fingers and your hands and, and it would just eat away the flesh. Maybe all, maybe God took away the scars and the wounds and the missing limbs, who, who knows what, but he became a whole person again. But I, I like what the, what the Amplified Bible says, how it says this same scripture uh, in verse 15 uh, and 16. 15 says, then one of them upon seeing that he was cured, turned back recognizing, watch this, and thanking and praising God, watch this, with a loud voice. Don't tell me to settle down. Don't tell me to be quiet. 
Don't tell me to be dignified. Not after God's done what he's done for me, but verse 16, he says, and here's what else he did. He fell prostrate at Jesus' feet, thanking him over and over. He didn't just say thank you. He just thanked him over and over. Can, can you tell a person that's sincere? Here you can. You can do something and they say thanks. Or they can say thank you so much. I really appreciate that. that now that's showing some heart and some expression here. It's hard for some people to do that. Amen. Amen. But, but it added a little bit of thing in here, Brother Green, just one little thing on the end of that scripture. Uh, I don't know, I, that's what the, uh, the Amplified did. I'm not sure if the King James does this, but, but, but it says, uh, and he was a, but he was a, uh, a Samaritan. <laughs> Why did the Bible, because the Samaritans were outcasts. The Samaritans lived on the wrong side of the tracks. Samaritans, skin color was the wrong color. Any kind of excuse you want to come up with, you know, that, that, that's, what he, that's why he threw that in there. You don't qualify, but God, just like he did all the other Bible, there's not one word that's in there just by perchance or by, no, it's all in there for a reason. This man was a Samaritan, but he was thanking God. Listen, this Samaritan got blessed and got healed and got delivered. That's what counts. That means that God is no respecter of persons. Yes, sir, he'll heal you. Yes, sir, he will, he will fill you with the Holy Ghost. He will change your life. Hallelujah. Webster Dictionary defines thankfulness as being conscious of benefit received. You got something, be thankful for it. Expressive or thanks and well pleased. According to a research by Forbes, there are benefits to being thankful. I wanna just do this and then I wanna just show the flip side of this, amen. Here are seven that they listed. Number one, it opens doors to more relationships. Just learn how to be thankful. Listen, we're not even thinking going in the book of, uh, uh, of Psalms and all the praise and thanksgiving over and over. It seems to me like that's a good idea according to God. Amen. Number two, it improves physical health. Number three, it improves psychological health. Number four, it enhances uh, empathy and reduces aggression. Uh, you know, I, we could probably talk about all these for a while. I won't do it for your sake. Amen. Number five, it improves sleep. Six, it improves self-esteem. And seven, it increases mental health just by being thankful. I'm grateful, God. I'm thankful. Amen. And then the scripture tells us that there are negatives to being unthankful. Now, I don't know about you, but I'm a selfish kind of a person. I don't like to look out for myself. I've practiced doing the opposite from that, but there's a certain amount of that selfishness still in there that I still have to pray through and pray past and uh Amen. But so, so I just, so when, when I see scriptures like this, I say, hey, guess what? <laughs> there's a price you've got to pay for not being behave yourself. Amen. There's, there's a price you pay for just holding out on God like, oh, yeah, not for me. Not, you know, oh, yeah, it's for you. Amen. Verse 21, because that when they, in Romans, in fact, that's some good homework for you. The whole first chapter of the book of Romans would just be, be good good stuff for us to look at right here. But verse 21 says, because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God. Neither were they thankful. Just gotta throw that in there. They just took, things, they took a nice car for granted. 
They said, we worked hard and it was all us and we did it all, you know? We kind of like the guy that raised the garden. Nice, beautiful garden. There was a big briar patch, weeds growing there. You know, and, and the neighbor come by and saw now a big, nice garden, beautiful garden, no grass, no weeds in it. And the neighbor who was a Christian said, you know, man, let's look what God blessed you with. And the man said, yeah, you should have seen it when God had it all by himself. And that, I don't want to have that. We do, we do join in with God and he joins in with us and, and helps us. Amen, amen. But they glorified him not as God, neither were they thankful, but became vain in their imaginations and their foolish hearts. Watch this. Foolish hearts was darkened. Listen, that's preaching material right there, folks. Here's another reason we harp on people being born again. This is why we keep telling people it's not a spare tire. This is necessary. Jesus said, without my spirit, you are none of mine. I don't, you don't even belong to me. I'm not claiming you. That's the ones, amen, that he talked about when he was, during the judgment day. They're all before God, amen. And there's one guy said, Lord, didn't we do many mighty works in your name? We cast out, listen, his name is powerful. And you start using that name, you can get stuff done. Demons can't stay, all right? I understand that. But casting out demons and preaching beautiful sermons, that's one thing, and being saved is another thing. Oh, so you're saying people are doing all that? They can be like, well, Jesus said, depart from me, ye that work iniquity. I don't know you. I never knew you. The word knew there simply means relationship. We had no relationship. What does that mean? When you receive the baptism of the Spirit, Amen. That's the ultimate relationship with Jesus Christ. You can be saved, amen, and set free. Hallelujah. Watch, and their foolish heart was darkened. The light went out. Amen. The carnal mind, the Bible said it's impossible for the carnal mind to understand spiritual things. He can't do it. Can't, can't be done. So no wonder people come in to some of our services and think, man, these folks are off their rocker. Amen, we are. <laughs> like Peter said, don't worry, we're all here. Or Paul, <laughs> we're here, you know. We didn't, we didn't go off somewhere, off our rocker. Verse 22, professing themselves to be wise, they became fools and changed the glory of the incorruptible God into an image made like a corruptible man and to birds and four-footed beasts and creeping things. Hallelujah. I need to talk about that. Change the glory. You know, change it into an image. Listen, Sister Melissa, if you would come on up. Amen. Listen, you don't have to build an image out of marble or stone to be an idolater. I remember Mark Morgan teaching a message, and he said, when we re-image God, it can be on your mind, friend. Did you hear me? Oh, I'm not an adult. I don't have statues hanging on my neck. And, you know, crawl. I don't. You know. You know. Well, ooh, that's an idol. No, listen. When you re-image God into something that He is not, that could be classed as idolatry, and God has always hated it always judged it, always. I, I don't want to go into that. That's why the Godhead message is very, very important. I don't think you have to understand the Godhead, don't get me wrong, to be saved. Amen. But once you get saved, 
You need to start looking into that. We need to realize Jesus ain't a junior. And he said, Philip, how can you ask to see the, how can you ask that? When you see me, you see the Father. That, listen, I want my image in my mind of God to be right. Some folks think that's not it. Oh yes, it is important. Amen. They change the image of God. That's the first thing the enemy wants you to, he wants you to be confused about who you're praying to. That's folks, sweet, good folks. Good folks, amen. They pray to Jesus a while, pray to the Father a while, pray to the Holy Spirit a while. That's exactly what the enemy wants. Amen, listen, all we gotta do is say Jesus. We talking to the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. He's got a name. Hallelujah. Let's all stand together, shall we? Amen. Amen. But what God did, according to this, now we see the benefits and then we see the negative side of it. God gave these unthankful people over to their own lust. If you'll read that chapter, and devious behaviors for which they suffered great consequences. Won't go into all of this. Amen. But I choose to be thankful. Again, I've confessed I'm a little selfish. I don't want the judgments of God on me. Brother Johnson, if y'all come up and help me. Amen. I, I, I don't, I, you know, I want things to go well with me. And so this little bit of pressure here, like, oh, wait a minute. I better, I better learn how to be thankful. I, I, I get it, God. I, I'm getting it. And then I'll throw in, amen, Psalms 107.22. He says, and let them sacrifice the sacrifices of thanksgiving and declare his works with rejoicing. In other words, it tells us again to give praise and shout and dance, do the whole deal. Psalms 104, one of our favorites, one of our favorites. We quote it all the time. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. And then he reiterates again, he says, be thankful unto him and bless his name. We have a right, and not only we have a right, we have been commissioned to give him praise. I have no right to come and sit on a pew and just watch and observe. I have no right, not according to if we're gonna be Bible people, I have no right to come in and just observe everybody and say, oh, I'm not an emotional type. And that's the same people, if the Ravens ever could get a, a touchdown this year, that'll be jumping all over the place. <laughs> same people, Brother Green, same people. Oh, I'm not emotional. Yeah, you let me lay a chunk of money down here and say, hey, the first one that gets here, you can have it. Hey, the least, you think a person, you know, he's on life support back there somewhere. He'd be the first one. He'd run over people all the way. Give me that money. Y'all know I'm telling you the truth. We need to get excited. Amen. About the things of God. Let's be thankful. How about it? Come on, let's clap our hands to him. Oh, I'm singing thanks, thanks. I give you thanks for all you've done. 
am so blessed. My soul has found rest. Oh Lord, I give you thanks. You know what? I'm gonna open this altar up. We're not having church. We're not having church until next week. Let's take advantage of these next few minutes. While the brothers getting ready to be baptized. Just come give thanks if you'd like. Just come join with us. You're welcome. I am so blessed. My soul has found rest. Oh, Lord, I give you thanks. Oh, thanks. Thanks. I give you thanks for all you done. Oh, I am so blessed. My soul has found rest. Oh, Lord, I give you thanks. Oh, thanks. Thanks. I give you thanks for all you've done. I am so blessed. My soul has found rest. Oh, Lord, I give you thanks. Oh, thanks. Thanks. I give you thanks for all you've done. I am so blessed. My soul has found rest. Oh, Lord, I give you thanks. Yes, thanks. Thanks. I give you thanks. For all done. I am so blessed. My soul has found rest. Oh Lord, I give you thanks. Yes, thanks. Thanks. I give you thanks for all you I am so blessed, my soul has found rest, oh Lord, I give you thanks. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Rick, I'm so glad to see you in that water. I'm so glad to see you. This is, this is what it's all about. Hallelujah. Amen. I don't, I don't know why. I don't know why, Rick, but I just immediately, I just felt something uh, when I first met you back here. It's strange how that happens. You know, some people are saying, Rick, Rick, you got a good open, open attitude and spirit. I don't know who talked to you about baptism and who talked to you, but but hey, whatever they did, they, they told you right. This is the... Biblically, this is the absolute right thing. Uh, take, God, we take away every fear, every doubt. And so you're in the right place at the right time. And your sins are about to be washed away. Let me prophesy. 
I'm gonna prophesy just a little bit. This has happened a couple times lately. Amen. This water is just plain well water. We're just plain folk here. We have no authority other than that what God gives us. But because of your obedience and submission to God's word, now I'm, I'm, I'm prophesying this because I've seen it happen before. You've got, a, you've got a knowledge of God already. You've got an experience with God already. But I'm prophesying that there, God's gonna open up some more windows of light. Amen. There's gonna be some more revelation that's gonna come simply because you've made this step and you've said yes to God. Amen. We're going to get you under, Rick, but we're going to make sure we get you back up. Amen. And when we come up, why don't we lift our hands to the Lord and give him praise. Amen. Brother Rick, upon the profession of your faith and in obedience to God's great word, we now baptize you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of all of your sins. Come on, let's give him praise right now. Down in my soul, just like the Bible said, I got that old ego down in my soul, just like the Bible said. Well, I've been to the water and I've been baptized. My soul got happy and I'm satisfied. I wouldn't take nothing for my journey now. Just like the Bible, just like the Bible, just like the Bible said. There may be somebody here, there may be somebody in the room, don't want to close without just giving anybody an opportunity. Amen. Even though it's unscheduled, it doesn't matter. If you feel like you need to get in the water and have the name of Jesus called over you in baptism, hey, come forward, we'll get you a bit. Uh, uh, uh. A robe and get you in and out of the water. Amen. Amen. All you got to do is just wave a finger and let us know and somebody will help you. Hallelujah. Come on, let's clap our hands one more time. Rick, God bless you. Holy Ghost down in my soul. Just like the Bible said, I got the Holy Ghost down in my soul. Just like the Bible said, well, I've been to the water and I've been baptized. My soul got happy and I'm satisfied. I wouldn't take nothing for my journey now. Just like the Bible, just like the Bible. Just like the Bible said. Amen. I know it's already been announced, but hey, don't forget these advertisements, these cards. Amen. Hey, take whatever you think you might need for your for your neighbors, your friends. Hey, that December the 20th is on a Sunday night. We're gonna have our regular Sunday service that day. But then Sunday night, we'll come right back here. The house is going to be full, and we'll have refreshments in the back. And so advertise for us. Amen. Pass them a matter. God bless you. Shake hands. Be friendly. You're dismissed in Jesus' name. All Sunday school teachers and assistants, if you could meet for a meeting in the, the toddler Sunday school room immediately.
Right now, they'll be meeting in the Toller Sunday School room, all Sunday School teachers and assistants. God bless you.